Hello, everybody, and welcome <laughs> back to Plat Chat episode 30, 6, I think. 6,000. It might be 6,000. I'm not too sure. Welcome back, everybody, to Plat Chat. Um, this is going to be an eventful episode. We've got a lot here. We're joined by a very special guest, Sideshow, as you can see from the lower third. It's actually it's Jake. Uh, That's Josh didn't wake up. He yeah. uh, he wasn't he didn't turn up. I somehow managed to wake up, even though I live in the same house where yeah. this is being run. But... You know, Brent is my player of the week for that. Yeah, I I'm didn't want to be that. here. I should be your player of the week. Oh, I'm, true. I'm Jake, coming Jake off the bench, swinging the week. That's true. <laughs> true. Well, we we decided to add Jake because we actually had matches this week, so Josh became useless here on the show because he doesn't talk about the matches, right? <laughs> true. True, yeah, yeah, we already know that uh, me and Bren bring the analysis, so we're the ones that were necessary for this week's episode. I have watched about half the games this weekend. Mm. Yeah, well, so, you did the night games, right? So your sleep games. schedule was all messed up. Yeah, that is correct. I would have loved That's to have been the part reason of the night games. That's the only reason the schedule was messed up. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Bren would never stay up until 4 a.m. Yeah. under normal circumstances. What do you need to realize, Bren? What you need to realize, Bren, is that the drop rates in Path of Exile don't increase during the night. Like, they would, still drop the same items during the day. I would have loved to have been inside of, like, Bren's delusional mind, like, sleep-deprived at 1 a.m., standing up in his house in front of a, a big ring light as Jinmu just dives into cars. Like, just like, what the fuck is going on with my life? I, I did listen to the cast, though, and you were way more, like loose and delirious and it was just like all over the place i loved it i yeah, thought it was i mean great. it actually was all over the place uh, i i was trying to make analogies for everything but i couldn't think of <laughs> any analogies so i was making stuff up i was talking about like uh talking about making some eggs and english breakfast in the morning i was i, I bro i don't even know uh, anyway let's get into business um so over the course of the weekend the matches were obviously played and the narratives were shattered across the board Shock, no longer the most dominant team, ends up uh, taking away, walking away with two losses against the uh, Los Angeles teams. So that's pretty, uh, pretty eventful. What do we make of this then? Because can, go ahead. Yeah, can anyone defend the shock? Like, because I'm uh, pretty flabbergasted. I don't really know what to make of it. I thought it was crazy. I kind of could. Go on, Ned. <laughs> Why could you defend them? Uh, evidently, evidently what they were, uh, running in the games was working pretty consistently in scrims against a lot of other teams. And we did see a lot, some other teams try the Ryan Zarya Doomfist combination. Yeah. Uh, and it just didn't work this week. I think they made probably too many subs. I don't think you can yeah. kind of defend them on that. I think they just rotated everybody around way too much, but I think in terms of like strategy, if they practice it all week and it worked and then they... No, lose two series. I mean, uh, okay, uh, we're going to see that so many times with hero pools this year. I mean, flip yeah. a coin with these teams week by week. Like, would anybody still say the shock, like, are, like, completely done, like, writing them off? Like, I, I still like this roster for the future. I think they just, they just had a bad week. Like, shit happens. What about you, Jake? Well, I mean, I think... Um... So everyone saw Violet's tweet, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot yeah. of people jumped on him as like, oh, I can't believe you would do that. But I actually think <laughs> for, you know, I actually think for Violet, it's just like that tweet rings of, of sweet, sweet innocence to me because I think it's very honest, actually. Like, I think a lot of people would say, oh, you never invoke, oh, how your results are scrims, those don't matter. But I mean, to a team like the Shock, right? Like you said, if they've had success, why would you, why would you change it up? Yeah. And also for cycling yeah. their roster a lot, I mean, I would agree under normal circumstances, most teams, I would say, yeah, that's you got to just pick a roster and, and find what works for you and go for it. But for the shock, I mean, that's how they won the grand finals last year was using like the entire roster. That seemed like that's a true. key part of winning. So Yeah, but this was very extreme. Like they were just like one day they were playing Numbani and they had Sinatra off tank on Saria. And then the next day they had him on DPS with Ams and mm -hmm. then they played Choi. And like Choi Wrecking Ball, like it was all over the place. Like I agree that Krusty has a method to his madness and they use all their players or whatever. But the way they were just like swapping between Architect on Flex support, Rascal in support, and just all over the place, I think it was a bit too much. And I think they looked a bit lost because they just couldn't establish some kind of synergy. And it felt like if they had a plan going into the weekend, they sort of gave up on it, like coming Sunday. Well, the one thing they will not have this year that they had last year is uh, remember, obviously, way before grand finals, like stage four, 
they were switching their roster at times and then it wasn't working and they would try it for like two weeks and then they would just commit to a team for a bit. They may not have that this year because of how hero pools and yeah. some of their players' heroes just pools in general are. And that may hurt them in the right. long run. Like, remember last year they tried to run like a Smurf on the Wrecking Ball and Striker on like just control maps and other types of points yeah, and whatnot. This all derives from hero pools being introduced. And I've always been, you know me, I've been the biggest fan against hero pools. He's on, been a fan of that. Like, I'm not a big fan of them because they lower the, the level of skill, the bar that we expect from just every team, I think, across the board gets lowered. Um, but Shock Style, if you remember back to last year when they were in Stage 1, they went, what, 4-3 and three over the course of Stage 1? They weren't that good. If Josh was here, he'd argue with me, but thankfully Josh isn't here, so nobody has to hear his Papega tapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they, they didn't look that great, I think, in, at the start of Stage 1. They, look, they, they looked good, but they weren't a top, top team. And no. Shock are a team that once they find the established meta, rotate through all their players, find what works, stick with it, that's when they start to see really good success. But, and they can start to really hone the, the individual but, uh, talent of each player and, and, and really slam down the fundamentals. You don't get to do that with hero pools. You just don't well, get to do it. You don't have enough time to know these comps. I think the Lucio ban really affected them hard. Because the comp that they're playing needs a speed boost to really just get maximum value out the the Ryan Zarya and Doomfist. If you don't yeah. have the speed boost, you have to be really on point. It's a hard well, comp to pull off. I casted one of their games on Sunday, and that was their constant struggle. And I kept bringing up the fact that Lucio is banned because they would play against a double shield composition, and they would try and like close the gap between them and the Arisa and the Sigma. And the Valiant would just back up like two feet and the shock would just kind of stand there in the middle and everybody's just jumping around, just taking so much damage. Yep. And then they would just like die. And it was the same thing with the Gladiators against uh, Soul Dynasty. They were in the same composition and they just couldn't close the gap. And then the issue is, is that, okay, your one chance is, all right, Doom, go in there with a bubble and get one and come on out. And like, they never got that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like we saw... I mean, good, really good individual moments from a lot of the members on the shock, I'd say, over the course of both their series. But uh, it's just that change of um, play style. When you remove the speed boost from the game, and some teams, it's evident now, some teams are really reliant on the speed boost because that's all they've ever known. You know, Moff's Lucio has, has been such a key part of that team and a reason for their success. So uh, what do we Which think? Next week, next week, they're going to ping pong back to, re to re return <laughs> well, of form or... I was going to say what the oddest part about what you just mentioned is that like this is only an issue for them in the regular season because they've already said that playoffs there is no hero pool. So like what do they do? Just kind of like tread water and like just hope to make yep. the playoffs and I then know. they're good like at the end. Like I, I think they'll be fine if the who knows what the, we don't have a schedule. So who knows who they play this week? Uh, I I can't see this team like faltering down to like bottom of the barrel. I can already predict the comments for this video of just wow. people angry at us being shock apologists. What do you well, mean? Well, no, I wasn't really an apologist at well, all. I've, I thought I've I, the substitutions been, were pretty bad. I will say, apologist. though, I think they're going to return to form next weekend because they didn't look good on May, and May is removed, um, and they get Lucio back. So I feel like next week's bans... Yeah kind of help the San Francisco shock get back to form. So and one of their oddest things I guess I am an apologist. Like, <laughs> yeah. And one of the oddest things was who was playing like wrecking ball, right? They had to have Choi play the wrecking ball and then they had to sub super out for Smurf because they wanted Choi to go wrecking ball on, on occasions. Wrecking ball at all actually. No. Nah. Choi it's didn't uh, look good. Anyway, not, I mean they sure they have shock. flaws. So they're not they're not without a question number one team anymore, which is no. right. But Makes I, the league I, more interesting. I, I, but. Is there a number one team? Maybe Soul, based off of the way they played. But I mean, I I had, Soul was sick. It's yeah. it's like Soul of Vancouver, we, but we they don't really um, deserve it because they've only played two matches. And I'm like, you yeah. have so few data points that yeah. they don't really deserve to be number one and two. Um, so I don't really know we, what to we make. We can get on Soul a little bit later as a yeah. topic. Yeah. So now I want to talk about the Chinese games or the Chinese oh, teams. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys actually watched them because they were super late. I now. did. <laughs> I had to watch him. <laughs> I had to cast a couple of them. Can, can we come uh, up with a crazy nickname for the Asian division as it's going to be just chaos? Yeah, I mean... Like it's like not, a car Not crash. in my sleep-deprived state. I ain't coming up with anything, bro. <laughs> I, and I ain't able to do any of that. But uh, what do you make of these Chinese teams trading a lot of wins then, Jake? 
Uh, my first thought on the on the Chinese teams is that they seem to be more affected than the Western scene, at least so far, by hero pools. Maybe that's because it's just the beginning. Mm. Because we saw extreme differences in like the way they were approaching the game strategically. Um, I mean, we saw that we've seen this in in the Pacific Division as well, or, or sorry, in the Atlantic Division as well. But um, I felt like it was even more extreme um, for the Chinese teams. Like they were playing totally different styles yep. than one another. Um, yeah. But I actually really like that. I think that shows that that the teams themselves are looking for the way to actually win, right? The way to win, I think, in hero pools is not to subvert yourself to the meta, which is how it's been in the past, where like if you actually want to win, you need to play the best comp because it's going to be the best comp for nine months because they don't mm -hmm. patch the game. <laughs> so like now that that's not true anymore, I think that's, I mean, that, to make an earlier comment in your point about hero pools, I totally agree. Hero pools bring down the level of play. Mm -hmm. no, no two ways around it. But if they patch the game more often, it wouldn't be necessary, but they don't, so it is. Well, so you, you uh, think that they've started playing these different comps then because um, they're just looking for <laughs> compositions outside of the, the meta that we deem the meta, right? Well, there's no in point in thinking that there is like a meta because no. the meta changes week to week. So <laughs> yeah. no meta is solvable within the time span allotted to you in the sense that you won't have the data ever right. to determine like could it, like uh, that's how the shock could like, be uh, wrong about the meta. Like, that's how the shock could have success in all their scrims playing a comp, and then they go into their matches and it actually doesn't work against the comps. Just play what you're good at, then. The that's playing. kind of what it is. Well, exactly right to, to your point. Exactly like the way to yeah. actually win now is genuinely to play what you're good at. It, it's I wouldn't say entirely though. You have to balance it right. Like yeah, there has to be can. some sort of strategic thought behind it. But also you know given the limitations of a hero pool. There's so many different ways you could go in a certain hero pool when with certain heroes gone, you know, like the heroes are not, since they're not, it's not done like, um, with a, with a plan, yeah. the way it seems to be done on live clients, it's done like semi-randomly based on hero play rate that you're, you're going to always have different directions to go. It's not like all hit scan or banned. You have to play Ash now, you know, like the way it's like yeah. really obvious on, on live, <laughs> it, you know, the reality for the Overwatch League is that it's a lot more subtle. You know, you're, you're missing one hero from this strategy, one hero from that strategy, like both the, of them are weaker than before which one's still better like yeah. that was I, a really difficult question to answer without a lot of data the wildest have. the wildest weeks are going to be when lucio's gone like speed affects the game so much yeah. and when you just take away like it's like screw lucio as a healer like nobody really cares about that like it's just the the ability to just make everybody faster like oh, once you take that out of the game so, for a week like it throws everybody for a loop like nobody knows yeah, the just to add on to that like, point real quick uh, in mobas in uh, over the course of history of MOBAs when they balance the game, changes to movement speed, to the speed of the game of individual champions or heroes or whatever, um, drastically change the win rates of heroes more so than any other stat. Yeah. Oh yeah, because, MS is the most important win yeah. speed stat in MOBA. Movement like, speed, like, it happens in Dota. Not even close. In MS. league as well. You can give a hero five movement speed in Dota and it has an effect on the win rate. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's nothing, but it's, no, it's, it's crazy. it matters. Because so, it, well, it makes a difference. Like you said, like it's the difference between getting through that second Arisa shield and getting halted back and just never crossing that line. Your Zarya yeah. never actually dealt real damage to players. Yeah. That's what happened to the Shock, right? She just shooting shields all game. doesn't really work. But I just want to talk about what you were saying, Jake, where you, you think that um, they're not abiding by the so-called meta because it's impossible to hero pools. I think it's entirely possible that we're just seeing a different idea of what they think teams should be playing. The meta developing in a different way. Yeah, We spoke about this on previous episodes when we said, with the different regions, it's going to be really cool to see again different play styles um, be the dominant play style, different metas develop in these individual regions because of who they're practicing against. You got to remember these Asian teams are practicing against themselves in a circle yeah. and probably some Chinese contenders teams and some uh, of the Korean contenders teams. And like that's their circle. So it's interesting because now we've gone back to what 2017 when <laughs> when we had different regions when china was just playing yeah. sombra mccree the entire time and sombra var and they're they just playing wacky Hex stuff and Hex the is living in a hotel room in denver yeah. passing games at the, the wee hours of the morning yeah i mean it's i i think it's it's i don't i i'd like to give the teams the chinese teams the credit to be like okay let's find some out of the box stuff so that we don't get hurt too badly when the hero pools change <sighs> But I just don't think they're that good. I Whoa. think it's more so that there's a meta that's developed because one team has seen success with that comp and everyone's just tried to match them in it. I, I do worry that the where the Chinese teams will suffer a little bit is, let's say they don't... Let's say for argument's sake, the hero pools like kind of work the way they do for the rest of the season. We rotate maybe between like three or four different like 
compositions that end up working because uh, you can you look at the hero play rates and that yeah. that very well could happen the the chinese teams are just going to play whatever the hell they want to play uh, chengdu definitely is Chung, oh, Chung until, Dude, until, until next week you would, th- you, would think, you would think Chengdu doesn't even have like the access to the hero rotation that they're just like oh well not, I'll just play Genji like alright here I go like, like they don't even care like they, I mean they'll care this week because ball is gone but uh, it probably it doesn't affect them during the year because they're only playing like right now between them yeah. the, the issue is is once we get out of this uh, eventually and they're playing against everybody else and all they've been playing is you know, Genji Tracer Ball Dive in, in their small bubble for six, like uh, against six teams, whatnot. How do they adjust to life after that? Like, I think that'll be because uh, most of the teams obviously are not playing that type of way. Well, it could be a blessing and a curse, right? Because theoretically, if the playoff meta is like dive, then they've already prepared for it. But if the the meta is like, oh, bring on a double shield, then they're kind of screwed. But again, it's like Chengdu Hunters, right? And Chengdu gonna Chengdu, right? So they just yeah. they just play their explosive, volatile style. And actually, I think even if Dive is not the best meta, I think Chengdu could actually beat a lot of Western teams just by like surprise factor. Oh, because if you're not prepared yeah. to take on the Hunters, I mean, you're just gonna get three O. Jinmu is surprise you. Jinmu is becoming one of my favorite players just because like like he does <laughs> like something amazing at one time, and then two seconds later, like. Like he just tries to like blade afar out of the sky, like and Bro. just he's swinging like. Like, I was like, like he's yeah, the guy's mental. crazy. The guy's nuts. I, I you got to be crazy to be picking Genji right now. Bro, yeah. I, yeah. you got to be crazy. But we always knew Sometimes Jinmu you need was a mental. Bit of craziness. We always knew yeah, exactly. 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 He, he sees the he sees the brig and he dashes at the brig. He doesn't even like, let's like fight. You. I'll melee you, bro. Not, I'll melee not, you. Not even when the brig is just you know chilling by herself and she's used her cooldowns. The brig has a rally running and she still has her shield bash and he's still going for it. And he doesn't have a nano. He doesn't have a damage boost. He's just trying to kill her with like the blade. And I'm, I, I, I remember that happened during the cast and I was watching it happen in slow motion before my eyes. And I was like, my God, Jinmu plays like me. He's literally <laughs> playing. In TF2, we had a thing. All right, Brad, I don't know. Bro, bro, but the, <laughs> Jinmu just sends right, it, me out, me He out. sends it. He sends it. He doesn't care. In TF2, we had like a, a saying, right, where, where players would play for the logs. Because we, yeah. we had the sites afterwards where we had a, a site called logs.tf where you could see all the numbers, all the damage numbers, and like you would you would judge your performance based you on your the medic. Right, how many times you got the medic or how how much how high your damage per minute is. We had players in TF two that played for the logs. Jinmu is a guy that plays for the frag clips. I yeah, swear yeah, to yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> his decision making is always like, all right, I'm gonna get into that SI not found frag montage. Like this is the way. <laughs> yeah. This is the way. Do you think Jinmu watches SI not found? Yeah, <laughs> why not? Dude, Jinmu's hundred percent every week he logs on YouTube, he goes to the Overwatch League Trying to get YouTube channel. He's like, did I did I make that top five plays this week? Let me see. Ooh, is, it <laughs> my, is it my dash into the brig and then hit by a car? Is that in there like, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he must have timed out during that car thing, right? He, he like looked that, I looked at it. It was so dumb. That was 100% lag out. He's you holding so? W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, I had, that's, I had, he didn't uh, dash into the car. He like hit the ground yeah, and then he's like he's walking. walking into the car. Yeah. And, and I, he's not. He's not. Hilarious. No pro player like completely <laughs> stops the moving I mean, their mouth. I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> but the, the sure sign somebody's lagged out is when they're walking and they're absolutely not moving their mouse. That lagged like it, no yeah. pro player does that. Like. Yeah. Walking and, know, and literally not touching your mouse is just you never ever do that in any situation. Lagged out sounds more likely than what I had in mind because this happened to me before. Why like, happened to me before? Right? <laughs> no, no, but like not with the lag. But I I popped off and accidentally unplugged my keyboard while I was holding down W, and I just wandered out into the streets, like into the enemy team. Oh, because good. it just it keeps your input good. down yeah, and it just yeah. keeps it consistently down because you've unplugged your keyboard. So I I in my head I was watching. I was like, oh, Jimu actually popped the fuck off and accidentally unplugged his keyboard. And just walked in the traffic. <laughs> but I, I, Why I don't mean, you just turn your mouse around and walk back to your team? Yeah, good point. Lag is <laughs> lag is way more likely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I uh, love let's the hunters, let's though. let's have a little chat then about the uh, the weekend as a whole, but not about the teams. Let's talk about the production yeah. aspect of this because uh, I think a lot of people, at least from what I've read online, a lot of people seem very understanding of the technical limitations yeah. and yeah. difficulties that we've been having. Um, yeah. 
But uh, I don't know, Johnny, you want to shed some more light onto why exactly it's so difficult to run an entirely offline setup to online within a week? <laughs> yeah, because well, it's hard. <laughs> because it's essentially, uh, I mean, the, the production is completely different, right? Because people are actually like in their homes, socially distancing compared to sitting in the same room with like TV production equipment. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know how much I can talk about what we're actually doing. Jo Johnny just explained social distancing. People sitting in a room with each other now are sitting at home. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that just is such a <laughs> right, huge well, difference, right? I'll, I'll People aren't accustomed to yeah. it. Well, but... Yeah, yeah I, I, I can speak a little bit to it. So like uh, there's like the, the producers are basically trying to produce us from uh, remote and it's, it, it's early days, right? Like uh, a lot of the games this weekend went relatively smooth there were some where you know mitch's audio just doesn't work or my audio doesn't work but we were able to, to work through that stuff pretty quick but just the ability to be able to turn this around in like a week uh it's really impressive from just like our production and everybody who works in like it in the back end and uh i know they've been working really hard and the same people uh there's there's a bunch of people out there right now that like as soon as this stuff started to pop off, they became Twitter doctors, right? Now, now there's people who are becoming producers uh, via via Twitter. Uh, somebody was like, uh, somebody's like, oh, I got great advice. Everybody should get a light. Like, look above my head. There's a big fucking light there. Like, yeah, we have we have all the stuff. Like, yeah. relax. Like, I, we just I, I liked as well. Iron out uh, some of the kinks. Yeah, I like the amount of people who are like, I bet Mitch just doesn't have his mic plugged all the way in. When, it, when the one yeah. audio shit was happening, I was like, bro, yeah, yeah, yeah. get the fuck out of here. We all stream on a regular basis. Like, there's no one more well-versed in this tech than we are because we're just streaming all the time. We know how to use all the fucking equipment. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's no way in hell it's like, uh, what? There, I don't want to say there's no way in hell. There's a possibility that sometimes the issues are on our end, but across the board, like, no. it, a lot of the issues that you guys might be seeing is purely because we have just switched from... <laughs> A, uh, a level of production that is uh, akin to TV production, sports broadcast production, and they've had to move it to an and online format. And this with, production's going to get back a to week. that point. Yeah, and it's like, going to get back to that point. It's just yeah. uh, It just needs some more tinkering and refining. But I, yeah. I love that stuff, dude. Like... Like I thought, it, like people were like, "Oh, they're handling it so well." Like I love the chaos of like my mic, <laughs> my, my mic might be on, it might not be on. I don't know if you see me right now. Like, like yeah, sure. Whatever. I don't know if like, Mitch agrees with that after casting. Uh, dude, no, no, no. The funniest thing. Uh, the funniest thing was uh, in one of the commercial breaks. Mitch was like, "Oh, you know, they they said I'm the most uh, tech savvy cast or whatever." And then they count us down, and Mitch goes to open it up, and his mic's not working. And he's like, <laughs> I gotta take it. Mitch's mic isn't working. I was like, well. Well, the, the most whack thing was that yeah, hey. it was actually working for, like, us. Because, like, when we, when we listened to him, whatever, when he spoke, whatever, we heard it completely fine. And then on broadcast, it's only one side of the ear. <laughs> so we're like, okay, so where is the actual issue? Because we yeah. can hear Mitch fine, yeah. but on, yeah, but on the broadcast, it. it's all. It. It it's like, it's like, yeah, that stuff's difficult to fix while we're also live. Like, they can't just, like, all right, yeah. well, I mean, hey, tell the really... players to put it on pause. Like, yeah, one final thought before we shift off this topic. But to, to put it in perspective... Yeah. Every time the league is starting up again, generally speaking, it takes like probably I'd say a good two months of consistent testing on a nine to five schedule to get it up to scratch. Yeah. And even then, you remember at the start of the leagues, we always run into like one or two minor issues. Imagine doing this in a completely unfamiliar setup right. within a week. Like it's actually and a miracle that we've even played games at all. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. For, I mean, all, for all purposes, it was pretty smooth though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's impressive the results that we got, given that you're taking a broadcast that was produced with literally every single person involved or 95% plus of the people involved are within 100 feet of each other. And if there's any issues that any one of those people can go talk to anyone else yeah. on that crew yep. that they need to have an issue. If they're like, oh, it's an issue in your territory. Let me ask you directly. Hey, can you help me? And, and then they can come look at the thing that is broken and, and maybe fix it themselves. Right. Like you have this team that's all together. And now that team has to function with every single person all in their own homes. Everything has to be done online. Everything has to be done through requests and processes. You can't just yeah. solve issues simply. So, I mean, the fact that, like you said, the fact that we're running a broadcast and I think it's only going to get better from here. 
I think it's it's actually a really good week for the Overwatch League. Yeah. Maybe that's why and, I think that way about it. That's why. And also, if you're like, oh, well, we've done this before with like monthly melees and shit. Oh, like, no, it's completely different. It's, it's completely, completely different. different. Like the way we have access to so many observers and like the observing is still on point. Like our yeah. graphics are still on point. The fact we have stats available the way we do. Like there's so many things that yeah. go into this broadcast that you typically do not have for an online broadcast. So like anyone, just adding all bro, that technical who, stuff. Is so yeah, anyone, anyone saying like, oh, like comparing it to like, oh, well, we did this on OBS with the, you know a few button presses like a while ago. Like f off with that. Yeah. <laughs> who who is saying this? Is this ZP's alt account? Like what? Johnny, uh, Johnny, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Johnny's I read got some. Johnny's got some uh, uh, people on Reddit. They, Johnny's he's, been digging he's down in the comments. Yeah, down to the comments on Reddit. They're like yeah, minus like 27 a, votes. Uh, I, I, I scrolled all the way down. Johnny, I, <laughs> Johnny's on Reddit like an undercover police officer, dude. Just monitor. Like, he's <laughs> on Reddit. He's, he's monitoring all y'all. Right. Yeah, well, super speaking secret of, uh Speaking of scuff production, I think it came about one of the best moments we've had in uh, in Overwatch <laughs> Esports history, which was the live hero pool drawing. One of them. Oh, cat edition. As Zoe had trained her cats to intentionally pick May and Brigitte. So... <laughs> You know, God bless Zoe for taking 12 hours out of her oh. day to train uh, Nori <laughs> well, to know, intentionally uh, remove So, so the way heroes. she did it was that she, like, not drenched it, but, like, put it with cat food or, like, <laughs> cat candy so that the cat would be more enticed to actually, yeah. like, walk up to the cars because mm. they smelled like food. But she did that <laughs> so for all of the tickets. That way. Right? What? She did that for all the tickets, not just individual just tickets. No, 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 of course, for all the tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Or else the cats would okay. be like, what, what the hell, dude? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> interested in these pieces of paper. Scandal. I'll go sit on the other exactly, side of the room. Exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, I've, been, I've been training Hugo for next week. Hugo, uh, you guys can't see on your guys' screen, but Hugo's... Oh, you can. Directly, oh, uh, he's directly behind me. He's, yep. he's, he's gearing up. Uh, you he's can see. Yeah, I can see him really building yeah. his energy right now. He's, uh, really he's getting ready. Yeah, no, this is one of our training sessions. He's He's getting ready to pick. Good work, you go. Here you go. <laughs> there he is. Ah, there he is. Oh, there he is. There he is. Right, yeah, no, what, what, do we make these, uh, what do we make of these hero pools then, Johnny? You're cutting out. Hello? Hello. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Out there, check, yeah. Check. Mike, check. what do we make of these hero pools then, Johnny? I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Johnny. I mean, poor Chengdu Hunters, right? Because Breaking Ball is removed. I was hoping it'd be, it'd be the return of the Yota Chad because <laughs> we bring out Among Reinhardt again. Yep. And I mean, Lucio's back in the pool, so they could probably make it happen. So, I wouldn't even be surprised to see them play like Reinhardt, Genji, with Jinmu on the Genji, and they just kind of go yeah. full 2016 or something, they'll, something they'll like that. They'll put like uh, Jinmu on Doomfist, dude, and they'll just like run around like... No, 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 but you say that because it makes sense, but Jinmu doesn't play Doomfist. He just plays Genji, man, so... I almost feel like, I almost feel like, like this is how the Chengdu Hunters like make their comp like exactly what we're doing right now like oh well, what do you want to do oh, yeah, i'll just play doomfist this week like all right this week yeah. you want to play ryan yeah i guess all right but it's honestly <laughs> a great hero pool yeah like, genuinely i think no way no break no okay, so, ball. yeah i think so, we'll see the most consistent tank we'll make a hot take here i think we see the most consistent tank play rate so far in the season i think ryan diva should not be swapped in this patch you've got no may who's the only viable control yeah. for diva and yeah. you've got lucio to enable ryan who is Barn on the best tank right now. Just to um, remind people real quick. The, why switch those heroes? The hero pool rotations for this week, it's Wrecking Ball, it's May, it's McCree, and it's Brigitte. Just because we haven't mentioned it once. We've just been mentioning individual heroes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, continue, Jake. But Sorry. I mean, I think, Ryan, I think D.Va is a, com a hero that is completely out of control. And <laughs> the only hero that even comes close to bringing her in and, and making you scared to play her is, is May. And Maze out of the pool, right? So like the number one reason not to play Diva that people would still play Diva against is May, and she's gone. And you also <laughs> don't have Brig as well, who's another key controller for Diva, who's got the instant stun, who can stop boosters yeah. if she's in. Mm -hmm. um, it's like one of the only stuns that you can actually reliably cancel the boosters on. Um, and Do you think we'll see Diva. Sombra because of that? I mean, I don't think we will, but maybe no. because also we lost McCree, so we lost like a lot of control. Yeah. But um, yeah, to be honest, I think it'll be more. I think it'll be more in the vein of of um, uh, of. I think people will try to re the, the hardest hero to replace. I think is like McCree. But I don't. I, I wonder what people. I think people will probably just go for like a Widow or something in that sort of comp. We saw Soldier um, Seventy Six yeah. last time, but that was when Widow and McCree was banned. Yeah, right. yeah. I think, I think Soldier Widow might be playable in some circumstances, but most likely Widow will just dominate. Um, I think Widow play rate will go up throughout Alonso. the whole season. 
What do you, what do you yeah, think about? Actually, uh, is going to replace McCree more than anything. Maybe double sniper, but I think probably a bit of tracer, so. bit of Winston Diva, yeah. tracers back. Maybe I know Brigitte. It's kind of ironic in a way because Brigitte was one of the heroes that shut down the amount of tracer we were seeing initially, but now she kind of enables it a little bit. Yeah, the 200 yeah. HP tracer with the armor packs. It's kind it's of nuts. filthy, honestly. A lot yeah, of players are just immortal when they play it. When, when heroes see stable pick rates, it's almost always because they're both counters and responsive to each other. So that's a great example as like like Tracer and Brigida, right. which the heroes are both, like a Brig both enables you to survive a Tracer by armoring your backline and stunning the Tracer and making her getting like a, a field in which she's scared to play. But of course the Tracer works well with the Brigida, so you run both all the time. Same thing happens for... Um, like heroes like like May and Diva, right? Like Diva it can respond to May, but May also responds to Diva, so you just play both all the time. Like whenever right. there's heroes that are both strong and they're both reactive and, and combo with each other, that all that's like the most reliable way to see them played a lot. Um, is that they both counter the strong heroes and they work well with the strong heroes and you end up with both teams mirror matching on them. I think we might see more mirror matches this week than in past weeks, to be honest, because mm. some of the most yeah. important tools in the game, the most unique tools in the game, which in my opinion are Brig and May right now, um, are out of the pool. I didn't get to no. watch the, the Florida match um, last week, but w were they looking better because of Lucio being out of the pool? No, they still they, look they, like... they rely a lot on the Brigitte play. I mean, it was it was the same crap. The same. I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest crap. with you. I don't yeah. even remember the match, dude. Like Atlanta nah, Rain were just play, so uh, dominant. No, they, they just dominated. Byram, they played Byram instead of Gangnam Jin for the first two maps. Okay. Yeah, they, they just like I mean, Yaki tried to play Tracer against Edison and Sharp. It was, uh, it, was it was no bueno. It was yeah. no bueno. Um, they did, they just weren't comfortable with double shield. They weren't comfortable with double shield, and you could tell. And Atlanta Rangers kind of dominated. Uh, them. I've been working Atlanta on more Rangers Spanish. Like one of the best teams with double shield as well, so it's yeah. a rough match. Mm -hmm. No me gusta you. Florida mayhem. Remove hero no pools. <laughs> no me gusta Florida mayhem. <laughs> but this was supposed to be the year. Everyone was hyping up Florida mayhem. They said to be the Florida mayhem yeah. put off, and here yeah. they are. And I put them at 18 in my power ranking. <laughs> the, yeah. Damn, dude, rip. Well, oh, you're so smart, Johnny. All power rankings are ridiculous. Kick them all he's down, Jake. Kick them all he's down. I say all power rankings are ridiculous and meaningless. It's a good thing we got our power rankings. Yeah, it's just arbitrarily just ranking randomly. It's a good thing we got our power rankings segment. I'm just going to subvert and disrupt. But before that, though, I want to just pick up myself once more because I actually did do power rankings at the start of the season. And in it, I was one of the only people who highly rated the Soul Dynasty. And right now, they have been dominating this week of matches. They're dunking on fools. They are absolutely owning. And I think... A lot of it can probably be um, attributed to profit, well, just playing Tracer a lot of the time. And May. Yeah, a little bit of May as well. This guy's played a little bit of Tracer before. Here's something I'm interested uh, for your guys' take on with Soul Dynasty. This week, we saw them play Double Shield the whole time, uh, Arissa Sigma, so they were able to play Gesture and Marvel. But you think, obviously, Marvel's not going to be the D.Va player like they have Michelle on the team. W who is the main thing next week for Soul Dynasty? Might be Marvel, honestly. Marvel, I, I think, has so, been too. more consistent. Um, and we actually saw this from London last season. They ran... Um, uh, who the hell was the other main tank on London? They didn't have another main tank. They just sure? ran Fury and... Right, uh, yeah, they Fury played... Fury on Orissa, right? No, sorry, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking incorrely. Um, ignore me, but yeah. Okay. The, I, I, at least from the perspective of me looking at this team... I want to say gesture because I mean gesture's phenomenal. I could see a world in which we see gestures seeing 100% playtime if Winston's actually viable. If we see a lot of teams running some Winston comps every now and then, yeah. Because I would definitely run uh, gestures Winston over Marvels, but Marvel is the mo more consistent main tank. I would say. Yeah. Well, Marvel, I think uh, Marvel's Sigma's uh, better, and his Reinhardt's better. I think gesture has a really good Arisa, really good Winston, and then like your ball, you just kind of throw out uh i mean i think it's pretty close who they go with uh you may if you want to play like profit on like a tracer or you're going to play him on something that like is more dive oriented maybe you play with gesture because they have that synergy already uh i don't know i think that'll be the biggest question mark with this team going into this week because they were they were phenomenal last week I think Marvel is going to be a bit of a breakout player this year because I think he looked really solid last year when he took over for Fisher, um, when Fisher left the team. 
Um, so I actually think Marvel is going to have like a breakout year. And I think like Gesture is really good on those dive heroes, as you say, but he's super chaotic. Like his Winston is super solid, but I don't know about his wrecking ball. Like if he can handle that amount of chaos, because <laughs> he's so all over the place. And we love that with Gesture, that he's kind of wild and crazy. Yeah. But I feel like Marvel is like a super solid pick he's if you want to make a team. Gesture needs to play with Jinmu. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been incredible. Too much chaos. Yeah. Give me the odd crazy well, team, dude. Uh, we're, we're talking about we're, we're, we're talking as if some of these teams are playing next week. We actually don't know the schedule. We have no yet. clue. Yeah. At least yeah. at least as of the time of recording this. Tomorrow there might be a schedule being released in which case we're going to look dumb as uh, again yeah. when echo got released or like echo got announced and we were like theorizing but what our amazing producer kurt though is going to get this out tuesday afternoon so oh okay well yeah who knows Probably we not. might still get yeah. absolutely pummeled yeah might sure release a schedule in the next couple of hours but yeah but that's okay though go, go ahead johnny no, I just said hustle because oh. uh, Kurt's, uh, Kurt's a G, you know? He's hustling over there. That's true, actually. Kurt's right now. I, I completely forgot the Vancouver Titans. Like, they, they've. I was sorry to go completely off track. I was looking at the standings and, Vancouver like, uh, map win and loss. Vancouver, I forgot they existed. I they're mean, two and two and oh, I mean, they're 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 yeah, still a team. Well, they, they've just they've just gone back over to Asia, so they probably need a bit of time yes. before they can. If I was uh, what, a betting London, man, I would right? say they probably wouldn't be playing next week because they've got a get the uh, yeah i would assume the marbles, them in london know? probably won't play and then uh nyxl they announced that they need some more time to get set up uh before they can start playing again mm. it sounds like yeah interesting so it seems like we might not see them for a little bit potentially all right any final thoughts that, then on uh, on soul as a team that, that, and their dominance do we do we, do we was... put this mainly on uh, on what hero pools or do we actually think this roster has no really, i think they're really a good team potential? yeah they're really good yeah yeah. I, I put them as really my dark, dark horse. Can I claim the clout? Yeah, right. no, I had them I mean, yeah. uh, in that article we did in the early season. I had them as my dark horse championship contender as well. Really? Yeah. I, that, I uh, rated them higher than Shanghai Dragons. Yeah, where is that? Okay. Uh, All right, well. Okay, you cool. <laughs> uh, Jake, any final what, thoughts? Brad? So. Um, you know, I think I think you're right. They're a strong team, and I think it's because for a really simple reason, right? Like they're they're they took the the players that had the most success on last last year's roster, mm -hmm. and then they added in players that they knew would be successful. They knew would be dominant. Like Profit is like the strongest example, but I think Bedosin and Jester both offer a lot for this team. Both really give them um, you know more dangerous tools to work with, especially in in light of hero pools. You need that diversity. You know, you want that aggressive, chaotic Winston player along with a more stable, slow defensive player like Marv. You know, like yeah. Marvel is really, I think, I think like, <laughs> also I think having that, I think not relying on one main tank is the future of Overwatch with Hero Pulse. I think that's the future because the idea that you're going to have one main tank and then maybe some off tanks because off tanks more diverse. I, I just think that that's dead because you've got heroes like Sigma in the game that, that skirt the gap between off tank and main tank. Um, and there's just too many... Too many off-tank players have added heroes like Orisa, um, like Wrecking Ball to their hero pool um, and are actually some of the better players on those roles. Like, you, you just can't look at the game like, oh, there's the shield tanks and there's the tanks without shields. Yeah. I think that that's kind of a dead perspective now because um, with hero pools especially, we're going to force players on both sides to cross that line. So I think like the future of this role is going to be players who can play lots of tanks and like the restriction that you're forced to play all the tanks, but nothing else in, in like two, two, two roll lock means that the bet, the most valuable tank players will be the ones who aren't limited to one category or another. You don't want to have a subcategory within your roll lock, right? Like you want the roll lock to be the limit of your play, especially in, in a tank role, which has like the least, is it the least heroes or are there, <laughs> are there less supports? I think there's less supports than there are tanks. Oh, seven I mean, tanks. Eight, I think. eight tanks. Well, I think probably tank yeah, is still a little harder yeah. to master because I think the heroes are more unique, significantly more unique than um, than supports. Support. But um, and supports also Hell have yeah. a bunch of heroes you don't need to practice. So um, got some of some of these predictions from us talent before the season just look absolutely absurd right now. Drop the names, well, of drop the ads. Bro, uh, the ads. Uh, I mean, that, that's yeah, like such a... they're, no, they're just shot in the dark. Friends, dark horse was London. Uh, <laughs> quite reasonable. Oh, they look pretty good, to be fair. I think that's quite reasonable. Quite reasonable. Uh, Scott's Dark Horse is the Valiant. 
which, okay. which they, they look pretty <laughs> yeah, good. I mean, no brainer. Hey, yeah, I want to say about the Valiant. I want to say about the uh, Valiant. I last week before their match, I said that the, I thought Shocker was favored in that match, but I said that 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 Valiant what, had a. I said it was thirty-five, sixty-five. That was my. Prediction. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean that that Just match. Saying, I know. I think this team has real potential to we don't, be. We I don't, think they're yeah. for sure making playoffs. I would predict them make playoffs. They have any, Where they go from there, I, I think it's very yeah. possible we could see them go go far. Go how ahead. many uh, how many points in the prediction meters does uh, Achilles get? He picked two dark horse teams. He picked the Paris Eternal, who looked pretty good, but then he also has the Toronto Defiant. I think those cancel each other out. I don't know. You go for two. That's a little. Eh, it's a little cheating. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a little cheating. cheating. Jonathan, John, Jonathan, reinforce Larson. Yeah, no, uh, he's got. Who, who the hell did you pick at your uh, MVP? Oh. Uh, Erster, yeah. Okay. He didn't even play this past weekend. Yeah, no, no. Me and Dynasty as our dark horses. Jake had the Houston Outlaws. No, no, no. He has I'm off the payroll. I was just VMing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as as soon as he got the jersey retirement done, he he emailed our editorial team. He's like, all right, you can change some of my real predictions now. Article updated. Bro, I had uh, I had oh, Rascal as my we... MVP, but the way Shock have <laughs> been playing musical chairs of all their bloody players, I mean. Well, well yeah. Rascal is one of those players, right, where he could have had an MVP season, but he wouldn't have been recognized for it. So yeah. you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, where he, yeah, he's yeah, never yeah. get the props he deserves. You know, been a candidate for last year, honestly. Because... Yeah, he was. Yeah. Josh's dark horse May. team was the Florida Mayhem, dude. That's yeah. why he didn't yeah. show up today. I can't believe he went on that bandwagon. Why? I mean, um, why not? I mean, it's not totally. Three people jumped on that. This is the best roster they've ever had, right? Like, even if it's not, even this if they're is, not good, uh, I still think it's the best it's roster. It's so early in the season. You guys are talking like we're already in playoffs, mm. and like these predictions can't come true. All of these predictions could still yeah. come true. It's a long season. No, you gotta claim the clout no. while you can. You get a whole <laughs> clout for now. Yeah, I do. I'm Johnny the, I have five, out here. Right. Yeah, no. Do you guys actually want to do power rankings for this week? No, no because they to. seem no. Kill it. yes ridiculous. Yes. Like, how do you do power rankings? For this? Johnny, you've had the task of no, having to do, do power rankings, right? Because of uh, the the weekly article. I don't want to do any. Uh... I literally did my power rankings, power rankings and I spent like the first 30 seconds being like an apologist. I was kind of like, no one knows what's going on, <laughs> like <laughs> setting up and then just, yeah. yeah. I, I pulled out that sign someone on Reddit posted where it was like, everyone's beating each other, like the arrows yeah. and the teams. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, this pretty much explains it. But anyway, here's my power rankings. <laughs> and I just kind of went through uh, So we just no, don't, I don't want to do power rankings because... Well, how the hell do you even rank half these teams? So I don't know. I some don't of the know. teams don't play. All the Chinese I, teams I, yeah, are traded against each more. other. So it's like let's Boston, for some yada, 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 We need more We're data. Like, let's go. Let's move on to the next yeah. segment. Yeah. 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 Uh, here, here, here's what you do. Put Boston at the bottom. Throw Florida right above them. <laughs> put Toronto right above them. And then everybody else wherever the hell you want. <laughs> we do two tiers. We do... We do. <laughs> Tier one, and tier two. Yeah. Tier two has three teams. Honestly, it's not, it's not even fair to the teams at the. It's not even fair to the teams at the bottom because who the hell knows? Like, yeah, honestly, what happens any of now them can pull out wins. Come and play, like, yeah, well, any of them yeah. can pull out wins. So, like, yeah, there's no point. Yep. All right. There's well, no point. Kill it. Yeah. I think that's a good. I thing. Honestly, play, I think that's a dudes. good thing. You like, think that's a good thing? I think it's a good thing that it's not like. Yeah. Like, I actually don't like the idea that the game could be... Like, I hate when the game is stagnant. I think that is when Overwatch is at its least fun. When people are absolutely perfecting a comp that you never change. Because the whole... The, the single most important aspect of Overwatch that makes it different than other games is that you can switch heroes constantly throughout the game. That's right. There's no other game that yeah. has that. Right? There's no other... And, but, but from a strategic the perspective... Literally made for the it. fact that you can change your strategy at... Virtually any time, right? There's a cost to changing your strategy, mm -hmm. losing your ults. But the fact that that's a very realistic possibility, people will literally run back to spawn, will use extra time to go switch their hero because it is so valuable to be a different hero is like, that is what makes Overwatch Overwatch. And when you don't get to see that because there's a strategy so good that you literally never stop playing it, that that I think is like, it just kills the spirit of the game for me. That it makes really? me not enjoy the game actually. Yeah. It makes you not enjoy the game. Yes, I think ranked is at an all time most fun um, since the game was in its early stages and nobody knew what was going on. Like 
the problem every time in high rank, there's always been some meta that develops where it's like, okay, well, okay. we don't have a maze, so I'm just gonna troll and, and pick whatever. But, but no, but I think the same thing applies. I think it's just in Overwatch in general. When when there's like, I think Goats was the worst Overwatch of all time. But that's because you weren't good at it. No, no, no. I, I maybe, maybe. <laughs> like, but, I don't but, know. but I mean, you could say I'm biased, He's right? Because I wasn't good at Goats. Josh, be nice. <laughs> you could you could say I'm you could say I'm I'm like I'm biased. Yeah, don't let him we, we say me like that, Jake. But, but I also think like that, that that genuinely just makes the game less fun. I think I've always liked the aspect of Overwatch. Like I, every game I've ever really enjoyed playing has been the same sort of game where you can change your strategy in the game. And I, I like if you can't actually do that because it's not viable, that is like like it kills the spirit of the game. Like that's what makes yeah, it maybe. fun is that I can change my strategy. But if I actually can't change my strategy because no other strategy works, that's tragic, right? It's like you have all these pieces. It's not like yeah. chess where you've got the pieces at the start. It's, it's chess with like loadouts and you can like swap your queen for a different sure. thing that does different stuff like <laughs> like that aspect of the game if that existed in, in chess you would be using it constantly right like and and the fact that you sometimes in overwatch have not been able to use that is tragic so i think hero pools creating this environment where you are constantly changing you're forced to constantly adapt that is the spirit of the game and maybe maybe we're in like where we've gone from extreme to extreme we've gone from absolutely no changing ever to literally every everyone changing all the time every match yeah. is different and I, maybe there's yeah. a, a better middle ground but i'd rather be on this side of the spectrum than the other <sighs> i don't know man i feel like my yeah. opinion is at the end of this year people are happy with the constant changes now but i think at the end of the year people will begin to not enjoy the league as much and they won't be able to articulate why but i think hero pools will be the root cause because i i actually heard, saw a comment that triggered the ever-loving Christ out of me. Like, I almost turned religious again. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I, I looked at it. Ever-loving Christ. Why? It, 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 I looked at it because the guy was like, uh, it was a comment because I made a comment on Plat Chat saying how uh, basically hero pools, with the way that they are currently introduced, kill any consistent storylines over the course of a season. Because from week to week, teams right. are having such drastically different performances from what we're used to you cannot build a narrative, which makes it way harder to build up these overarching narratives. The reason why when you watch Shock play, the chat really wants Shock to lose is because they are the champions and they were so dominant last season. If you have every team beating every other team every other week, you no longer have a villain team. You no longer have a team you're rooting for like the Shanghai Dragons. Yeah. You just have every team is the same. They could win, they could lose, you don't really know. And I think at the end of the season, when this all plays out, if we don't make any changes, people are going to look back in the season and be like, oh, actually, unfortunately, wasn't this wasn't as good this year. What actually wasn't that no, good. I think, it'll, I think it'll be fine. I think it's just going to be like Jake said, just a way, it's the complete opposite side of the spectrum to where we were. And I think it's obviously changes a huge it, shock. It so. can be improved. Yeah, I and agree I, with yeah. Jake, but it can yeah, be improved. It can be improved. Yeah. Because mm. I agree with Jake in that you should be able to swap to a superior strategy. But what I don't want to get lost is like when the viewer sees a swap but doesn't understand it because there are so many swaps going on. So like if you swap to a McCree to counter a Pharah, cool. But if you swap around to a Doomfist and a Genji and then you swap over to a Trace and it's like too much going on, right. it's like that when you start to lose people what is going on uh, and that's when you sort of disassociate from the broadcast right. and the spectator kind of view. So I want to see, you know, I like the swaps. But you can't get too convoluted at the same time. Here, like, Hugo. He wants it's... to know who Brent's player of the week is. Well, hold up, because I've got a point to make before we jump into that one, okay? The, the, I think the, uh, oh, okay. the counter-argument to the idea that... I, I think it's a little bit almost naive to just assume that the bulk of strategy in Overwatch comes from hero, hero swaps and compositions. I think a lot of it does, but there's a lot in, in the game itself. Even in mirror comps, there's a strategy that teams will employ. Uh, and I think that... The reason people right now really like hero pools is because it's so overwhelmingly obvious when teams make changes. Whereas we're in GOATs, it was so nuanced and so hard to spot the actual changes a team was making to adapt in a game that it just went over almost everyone's heads. Like, uh, unless you had been watching the game constantly and, and yeah. literally knew GOATs inside and out, there's no way you could tell that the meta shifted to have 
Zarya's taking more of the high ground because Sinatra started doing it first. Or the fact that Diva players started copying Choi when he started taking off angles. Or, or the fact that, you know, uh, Lucio play just completely changed over the course of the entire season about how you played it in GOATs. Or, or the fact that teams didn't go for big bang combos anymore like they did at the start of the game and they started using their ultimates a little bit more intelligently. Uh, the game changes and the, strat and the, the compositions don't necessarily showcase that. Uh, that's the one good thing about Hero Pools is that it's way more, I think, easier for yeah. a casual viewer to look at the game when it's being played and see that something's going on and something's changing. A team is adapting because they're making those swaps. But I still stand by the point. I think it's it's bad for the longevity of the league. But that's just me. I've made my point and I've got the last I mean, laugh. It's a, it's and I've a got the last point. That's just your opinion, dude. I've got the last laugh because That's I'm the host. Opinion, so man. let's move on to my player of the week. True, so true. I, I think we got a little tune. You got a player of the week? You yeah, guys. you got a player of the week. Shh, 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 shh. We're going to play the song. There it is, my player of the week. I think that uh, thank you very much, Baby Blue, for the uh, for the song. <laughs> um, and my player of the week this week, I almost got death threats <laughs> if I didn't pick this as my player of the week for Blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> because the amount of people uh, that oh. messaged me, you can all guess who it's going to be. It's of course Nori the cat, um, Zoe's feline companion, who blessed us with the hero pulls this week outdoing two Overwatch League analysts. Who would win? One cat of questionable lifespan, I don't know how old the cat is, or two trained 35. broadcast analysts who could not achieve what everybody wanted with the removal of May. How does it feel to be outdone by a cat, Matt? This is Matt's post-match interview. Yeah, uh, it doesn't feel that bad. It's completely, it's it's completely random. I mean, you know, the cat, like whatever. I mean, people are people are hype on the cat this week. Uh, but cats, I mean, they're they're not that great. I mean, that in cat general, is just whoa, whoa. Up, guys, not that great. Bro, you're my, talking about whoa. the player of the week here. You're talking so, about my player uh, of the week. Brand's player of the week. I, <laughs> yeah, you look. I mean, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. I mean, I'm not going to say you're wrong here. I'm not going to say you're right. But how does it feel though that a cat has somehow amassed more social saying. media following than you have in the last two years? Then, then who me? Yeah, that, that cat doesn't have a social media following, bro. It was trending on Twitter. <laughs> and then there it was like twenty quid, oh, twenty twenty yeah, k right, tweets. Yeah, yeah, okay, twenty <laughs> k tweets about Nori. Yeah. You gotta respect the cloud farm. There's no way. I'm actually. Nah, I'm not gonna lie. I saw it and I was like, like "What's this?" <laughs> I, I didn't watch the drawing. <laughs> I was low key uh, actually kind of annoyed. Pick, you guys gonna pick, dude? I was low key annoyed that we got this this meme of of Nori the cat. There's the trending tweet. <laughs> trending. Nineteen. What is that? Nineteen point eight k tweets. My God. Yeah, people will just fell in love with Zoe's cat. I mean, for good reason. But I was low-key annoyed that this happened because I actually wanted to pick a legitimate player this week because we had actually had games. The reason I had been memeing the previous week is because we didn't have games. I had to, I had to, I was pulling at nothing. <laughs> and now I actually had something to pull from. No, so who was, was your backup? Who was my backup? You could have given it to the McGravy. production people. McGravy. True. True. Yeah. True. He was pretty lit. Yeah. Maybe was going to be my actual class, my, my player, player of the week. week. Custis looking smarter every day with that Valiant Dark Horse. Right. Just saying. Bro, even a broken clock's right twice a day, bro. You know? Oh, boy. Fair, fair. I'm not. Hey, you don't want to give him credit just yet. Hey, there it is, dude. Don't want to give him is. credit just there yet. There it is. What, what is next on the topics? I, I've actually. Oh, really man. Oh, that's it. We're actually that done with the last the entire show. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks for filling yeah. in, Jake. Jake, you want to talk about the uh, the Houston Outlaws? Yeah, thank you. thank you, Jake. Uh, well, I mean, Outlaws, tough tough to predict much about them, right? Because they don't play for a while. Um, I think the reality with Hero Pools, though, is that it's not about predicting them, right? It's about seeing what they got. Season goes on. Did you end the cut? 